Cut. Cut. Sorry. Someone get this gargoyle out of here. Uh, listener. Sorry. His resume said he spoke common. Clearly, that's not the case. So I'll just do the intro for this one myself. Here's what happened last time on The Incorrigible Party. I'm going to say that Gozer, having her BDE, uh, doesn't give a shit about these these uh, gargoyles sitting up there. They're just statues, so she's not even going to try to be stealthy. She's just walking in. Battle axe comes down on him. It finds great purchase, axe. but great axe. You, you find your purchase and you strike true, but it kind of still just kind of sloughs off of him a little bit. So you you know that you know that your attack's not doing what it should be doing. I was trying to mark. look for like a. This she could I was trying for. to look for like a weak spot, you know, like his <laughs> privates or yeah. his eyeball. <laughs> okay. Everything's stone and it doesn't have privates. Uh, yeah. So it also explodes on your chest and you take nine radiant damage what that's not good okay so yeah as you kind of creep it's like do 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 as you creep <laughs> closer to these guards. uh yeah you you move up your 30 feet and uh no movement from the other two statues Okay, and uh, yeah, so your hour is uh, uneventful. Nothing ambushes you or tries to eat you. And now let's get back to our adventure. Last we left off, you guys just had a short rest uh, outside of this cave, and you actually leveled up. Third level! Yay! Oh, yeah! So why don't we just uh, quickly go over what you guys all get at third level. Uh, We'll start with Emily. I uh, took the path of the berserker. So at third level, I can now frenzy. And uh, when I rage, so that if I do that, I can make an extra melee weapon attack as a bonus action. So I can attack twice. Then, so I attack twice, I hit with a d12, and if I crit, I get an extra d12. So if I crit with I'm savaging, that's like, oh, I can't wait. That's a lot of D12. That is That's huge. a lot of D12. <laughs> <laughs> the smile on her face right now does not translate to podcast. <laughs> you can hear it in her voice. The, the only problem is I will suffer one level of exhaustion if I go in a frenzy. After you use it, yeah. Yeah, but totally worth it. And we can get into the rules of exhaustion if and when that happens. Uh, Bill, what do you get? So I get to kind of choose the path I'm going down from a magic standpoint. I chose evocation. It's damagey, big blasty spells. Yeah, elemental effects. Fireball. I think. Eventually. Does that not also give me the ability to uh, mitigate friendly fire? It does. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of the other reasons that I chose that because I've been known to have bad rolls. <laughs> I will say though that ability will not save a critical fail. Right, <laughs> right. And other than that, you just get some spell slots too, right? Sure, yeah, yeah. But you get access to second level spell slots, which is great, uh, assuming you have your proper spells prepared. 
Always. <laughs> uh, John, what, what about you? So, uh, yeah, I, I chose the archetype Hunter, which uh, gives you three different choices um, of which type you can be. A Colossus Slayer, a Giant Killer, or a Horde Breaker. All of which are really good, but I chose the Colossus Slayer, which uh, allows me to do 1d8 additional damage. It says you wear down your foes, uh, and I added not just verbally, uh, but uh, they get tired, so I can I can hit them with another 1d10. Yeah, now, that, that's the case. They have to be hit first, um, so they can't, can't be at their max hit points. Oh, okay, so they have to have taken damage. Yeah, once they've taken damage, then I'm in there with an extra d8. Oh, wow. But no, and that is not specifically damage from you, but damage in general. Once it's been hit, uh, yeah, he's, I'm in. And then I have primeval awareness, which uh, will allow me to track or know if there's certain things around, like uh, dragons, celestial, uh, elementals, fey, fiends. Uh, I can see if they're within the area for up to one minute per level that slot that I use. Um, with, so he says, well, within one mile of you, uh, or within up to six miles of you, if they're a favorite, if they're on your favorite terrain, which mine is uh, mountainous terrain. Um, I don't see that coming into play right just now, but uh, good to have in my back pocket. Yeah, that's good. And Bryn, Alina, what do you got? I chose the route of the assassin. So third level, I gain proficiency with the disguise kit and the poisoner's kit. And I also am at my deadliest when I get the drop on my enemy. So I have advantage on attack rolls against any creature that hasn't taken a turn in combat yet. And any hit I score against a creature that's surprised is a critical hit. Excellent. And your sneak attack damage when it goes up to do 2d6 as well, right? Yep. Wow, okay. So three of you are shaping up to be dealing a ton of extra damage. Yet to be seen with Falzern. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some tricks up my sleeve. Okay. Um, well, I can't wait to see them. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me use Mage Hand. <laughs> oh boy. Don't make me slap you with my mini <laughs> Falzerin has yet to earn Gozer's respect. Ooh. Savage. Ouch. All right. So you've taken your short rest. We've rolled our hit dice uh, off, off mic. So you guys are relatively healed up. I think Falzerin is actually the only one not at full health. Yeah. Now, so since you. You leveled up, but you did not take a long rest, so I'm giving you access to all your third level stuff, but you do not get the uh, you know the benefits of the HP recovery of a long rest, uh, only the hit dice recovery from a short rest, in which the rules of we covered very eloquently and without mistakes that needed to be recorded last episode. <laughs> <laughs> right. Guidelines, I say. Uh, guidelines, yes. Okay, so Chucky is still unconscious. So what, how it works with an unconscious creature, I, a stable unconscious creature? I think I briefly mentioned it last episode. They recover one hit point after 1d4 hours. Now, I'm going to say, I'm just going to roll it, and you guys aren't obviously going to know when he's going to wake up, but I will get the number, and in that many hours, he's going to wake up. Okay. So, so once he regains one hit point, then he is awake. Is what you're yes, saying. that's right. We just don't know how many hours that will take. Right. Up to four. And that one hour 
your one hour rest, of course, is going to count against that as well. So reducing uh, his time by an hour. Okay. All right. So what do you guys want to do? Bryn, what, what's in the cave? How much do you want to know? I didn't see much, but it wasn't good. You weren't in there long, but is there anything in there? I mean, that's going to kill us. What, what did you see? Well, once I once I zigged and I zagged down that hallway, first thing I stumbled upon was a pile of body parts. Cool. Fresh body parts? I don't remember. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. I didn't actually... I don't think I specified, actually. They did look uh, relatively fl- uh, fresh. They're not... Flesh. Flesh. <laughs> relatively flesh. They're not, uh, they're not like, completely rotting like, or anything like that. Like, like cut up or, like, ripped off? She, she wasn't quite in there long enough, but they're certainly... They've definitely been dismembered. Okay, so there's potentially some beast who could be in there as we speak. There, oh, there's definitely something that could have been from there. the gargoyle. I got, I, a, know, I got guys, an idea, this... Brynn. Why don't yeah. you sneak back in there, and we'll stay out here safely. Uh, I want to go in. No, not yet. You're just a little bit too loud. Yeah, Gozer. I don't. I don't think you're great at tippy toeing. What's your whole plan? Why do you want me to go in by myself? You you seem like you're pretty uh you seem pretty stealthy to me. Yeah, but I don't have a death wish either. I'm fairly stealthy. I could go in with her. You could. I'm not saying you can't. I want my meat shield. Just Look, kidding. Go we got to stay here and make sure Chucky's okay. While you go I in don't and care about Chucky. No, no. You need to stay here and protect me while I make sure Chucky's okay. No, I I want to go in. Gozer, no one tells us what to do. We'll go together. Ah, good point. Let's go. All right. I, I, I don't think this is a good idea. We walk away. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you guys had, uh, you had taken your rest kind of outside of this, this kind of open valley where the, where you found the, or where Chucky led you to the cave opening. So, uh, yeah, you kind of tucked yourself away in between two, maybe these hills, uh, for a little bit of cover. So. You guys are marching back into this open valley towards the cave entrance then? We're not marching. We're stealthing. Yeah. Right, right, right. Okay. So you guys get, again, this cave. It still has the two gargoyle statues above its entrance. Entrance still obscured by the shrubbery and the the bushes. But you, of course, Bryn for sure already knows what's been in and out of it. I will will also remind you before you continue, uh, last session... Shaft, you, after you guys had successfully snuck up to the entrance uh, after fighting the gargoyle before your short rest, Shaft, you looked around for Prince and you uh, you saw one track going in and out in addition to Bryn's tracks. And that was all that you had found at the entrance. What were the, what was that track shaped like? Oh, like they were humanoid tracks. Like the, like the tracks going in and out were yeah. very clearly Chucky's tracks from okay. when, like old, like faded but other than that, no foot traffic uh, aside from Bryn's, Bryn when she entered. So then where are the fresh bodies coming from? Hmm. Gozer wants to look around anyway and see if there's anything else she can notice about the, the entrance to the cave. So you guys, you're just walking right up to the entrance? Or are no, you, uh, you guys are being stealthy, right? Being stealthy and I'm going to keep my eye on the gargoyles up there the entire time we're walking up there. Okay, why don't you both of you then uh, roll me stealth checks? Fifteen. So I rolled a two. That's pretty bad, but it goes up to a nine. Perfect. Okay. 
Uh, as you approach the entrance, Gozer being very wary of the two Scargo statues still planted above it, you see no movement from the statues, and you, you make it to the entrance without incident. Okay, before we go in, I want to look around and see if I see any signs of anything else having been there. Okay, make me uh, make a perception check. Uh, let's see, I rolled a 14 plus 2, 16. Both of us or just her? Uh, sure, both of you. Um, where exactly are, are you just looking on the ground again for more tracks? Are you kind of looking along the walls, kind of studying the foliage? Yeah, I want to look around the ground. I want to look at the bush, see if it's been twigs have been broken, like and, trampled or anything. Yeah, okay. and and the if I can see the cave walls, like the stone walls, see if it's been carved into or anything. Okay. I think I'm gonna change my dice set already. <laughs> Vryn, what did you roll? <laughs> my perception's a five total. Okay. So uh, bad. okay, Gozer. Changing dice. You uh, you see some. You know, some snapped twigs of the shrubs, but like Brynn has been in and out of it during that combat too, right? So she, it, they easily could have been caused by her, despite how stealthy she she is and was. Uh, and the cave walls, it seems the cave is like naturally formed. It's they're rough, rough walls. They're not like smooth as opposed to somebody maybe chiseling them out or or even formed by some like maybe like. You know, a monster spitting up acid or whatever. They, it looks natural. It doesn't look doesn't look man-made. Okay. So you guys are going to go in? Yeah, I say we go in. I can't tell what kind of creature's been through here. It seems like you obviously have been and Chucky back there. As far as I know, Gozer, this is what it looked like when I went in. So I don't notice anything different. Okay, I will. Uh, I'll go in first. You follow me. All right, I'm behind you. We go in. Still stealthing? Still stealthing. Of course. All right, you guys can make me um, another stealth check then to move into it. And About how far are um, Shaft and I from the entrance? You guys can see uh, them now entering the entrance about 150 feet away. My stealth is 19. Yeah, I got a 9 this time. All I had to do is change dice. Gozer's in front? Yes. Okay, so as you enter, you so Bryn, you notice uh, having already been in here that before you were in there, there was uh, a bit of a uh, there was a fire going, and there was firelight. Yeah. And now, after the hour that you took, um, it has been significantly reduced. And from where you are, right at the entrance, you see you do not see the light. Uh, as you guys move in, again, you move in about 15, 20 feet, and it kind of shifts to the to the left at a bit of a 45 degree angle. And Bryn, you kind of motion for Gozer, like just pointing uh, mm-hmm. to, to continue going as you've already been here. And you come up to the corner of which you, Bryn, had kind of hid behind and peeked into the room. And now you can you see kind of the embers of this fire. Still a bit aglow, but really not casting much uh, light at all. But I do believe both of you have dark vision. I do. Yes. Okay, so uh, the dark vision... Basically, in D&D, there are three levels of light. Uh, bright light, dim light, and darkness. Dark vision basically allows you to see one level above the current conditions. Uh, so in darkness, you can see things as if it was dim light. And base dark vision is 60 feet, right? So you can see 60 feet in front of you. So yeah, you can see the whole room in this kind of 
dark light. So it's a it's a sixty foot room, more or less. It is. It's a little shy of a six of sixty feet long. Yes, it's actually quite a bit of room. It's it's probably about fifty five ish feet. But yeah, immediately about twenty feet in front of you, you see the same gozer. You see the same pile of bodies, and kind of behind it, along the walls, kind of in this L shape, is just tables full of full of stuff. To your right in the room, more tables along the the right corner. In the in the very far back corner, you see something kind of covered in this blanket. It's kind of in a shroud uh, on like this pedestal, and right in the middle of the room is this very pretty large fire pit with again the the dying embers and this uh, it's got a cauldron kind of sitting over the fire okay make me a perception check 12 5 okay so uh, peering into the room you don't see any movement or any creatures or people in it at all and there's no other doors no other entries or exits from this room the only thing you see is at the back, the far right corner of this room, right next to the the shrouded pedestal, is what looks like a door frame, kind of set into the stone. But it's still it's still the stone wall, it, it, so it goes nowhere. Okay, I want to investigate the pile of body parts to see if I can tell how it was parted. So you are going right up to it. Yep. Bryn, are you uh, following? Uh, I think I'll kind of lurch in the shadows for a minute here. So kind of at the corner? Yeah. So give me a perception check on the bodies then. 16. Okay, so yeah, you see like torsos. They were they were clearly like severed like by, by a tool. They're, it's not like they were torn or rended or anything. They were almost surgically like cut up and give me a give me an insight check this might actually not be the right check but eight plus zero is an eight (laughs) okay well you see that uh you you put it together in your head that like these parts very similar to the 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 cuts and the shape of the 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 monstrous thing you fought back in that first session back in the street and you also, Gozer, you recognize in this pile of bodies, uh, not yet severed, but you recognize the body of Sardo the Magician. What? But Sardo is actually missing missing his hands. And if you take a closer look, none of the, like, none of even the arms, like, they don't have, none of them have hands. They're all just missing hands. Okay, so I'm going to, Gozer's going to say to Brent, this was not done by an animal. You can see this clearly clean cuts and all the hands are gone isn't that the guy that you killed behind the magic shop yeah that's that's my hit sardo weird we've had eyes on chucky for a while now somebody in the town is bringing bodies here they look like remember that thing we fought in the town center that Chucky was fighting when we first met each other the the mutated body thing Yeah. doesn't this look similar to that yeah I think so 
Gozer, what's your passive perception? Ten. From uh, under the table, still kind of in front of you the way you're looking, but kind of on the other side of these pile of bodies, you hear kind of this like light tapping, like kind of a, almost a skittering uh, underneath it. Okay, I look up at it. Uh, do I see anything? Uh, well, again, it's kind of it's on the other side of the body, underneath uh, the table. So from where you are, you don't quite see anything. So I'm gonna back up from it. And I'm gonna I'm gonna put my hand down, back Bryn up too. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she stays behind me the entire time, and I'm in between her and whatever the noise mitt was. I'm gonna say, "Come out now." I was expecting you to bend over and look, but all right, that works. <laughs> uh, you don't get a response, but you do hear more, more skittering from, uh, more kind of like it's tapping along the kind of the dirt floor from that same spot, and also now from uh, underneath the tables on your right that line the the other walls as well. Still, still nothing is, has come out into the open yet. But you... can I reach the table? Oh yeah, absolutely. The table from which you originally heard the sound? Yeah, I want to flip it over. Oh, just chuck it. Yeah, no, it's like this, it's this long, it's literally like a 20 by 20 foot like L table in, set into the corner. Oh, okay. What's the table made out of? It's just wood. I'm going to hit it with my axe. Uh, okay, it's it's litter, It's not like an empty table, it's littered with stuff. You just want to go ahead and swing away? I'm gonna hit it with my axe somewhere where it's somewhere where it's more. I'm gonna hit more of the table than anything else, but yeah, I'm gonna hit it. Okay, so you can kind of chop, chop right on the end there. So go ahead and swing. Uh, That is uh, 14. Yeah, that hits. And give me your damage. You mean I hit an inanimate object? (laughs) Uh, That is 10 damage to it. You sink your battle axe. Yep. I always ask. Uh, great axe. Great axe. Yeah, you sink your great axe right into this wood and uh, right at the end, kind of where the legs would be, right on one side of this thing, and just yeah. cleave it right in two. And um, one end of it kind of snaps in the corner and falls and kind of slams on the ground, making kind of like this ramp as the items just spill right onto the floor. And the commotion, what comes shooting out uh, around you, are four severed hands kind of flitting around on their fingers Ugh. as they surround you. I mean, I Bryn wouldn't say that. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> well, we know where the hands went. There we go. <laughs> yeah. So why don't you guys, you two roll initiative. Is that with a 20? I, f- I yeah. feel really yeah. dumb. I'm forgetting. 17. No, don't sweat it. So you roll, yeah, you roll your d20 and your initiative bonus is equal to your dexterity modifier. You rolled a d20 for almost everything. So, 20. Okay. I also have a 20. (laughs) Okay, so you guys both tied for initiative, which means you guys can decide who you want to act first. What are we going to do, Gozer? Um, let me go first, because then that way I'll engage with something and you can sneak attack it. True. Well, right now, they're, the hands, they're, there's four surrounding you right now, Gozer. They're all right, right next to you. They're gonna hurt us. 
it's a hand moving by itself. I don't care if it's going to try and hurt me or not. I'm hurting it. <laughs> yeah, you heard it. All right, you go first. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to... Um, how close are they to us? Well, there's four. Like, they surrounded you. Yeah, but are they like 10 feet away? Or are they 5 feet away? No, they're like right on you. Right on me. Like, getting yeah. ready to touch me. Ugh. Yeah, to uh, crawl okay. on you. Yeah, the great axe is coming down on one of them. Just swing in a circle, get all of them. <laughs> I wish I could. Uh, that Oh, and I'm going to rage. I'm raging to blame! So that is uh, 15 to hit. Yeah, that hits. And that is uh, 12 points of damage. <laughs> yeah, it's a hand you <laughs> sh- slice it right in half, is it? Yeah. <laughs> all right, um, Bryn, you're up. Okay, so I'll take out another hand with my rapier here. Okay, now remember, as an assassin, they have not acted yet. You have advantage on this attack. Okay, nine plus... <laughs> Bill rolled it. I'm not counting that. <laughs> eleven. So eleven plus my dex. Plus five. Right? Plus your plus dex, five. plus your proficiency. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, so sixteen. Yes. Sixteen definitely hits. And then... My rapier for eight... Plus five. Thirteen. Now remember, so for damage, you only add your ability modifier, not your proficiency for the damage. So it's only plus three. Oh, why do I have it as plus five? That's why I'm all confused. That's fine. So you, okay, eleven damage to this hand. Yeah, as you skewer it with your rapier and another hand lifeless on the ground. Okay, so now these little hands get to go. Smack us. Only, only two of which left on Gozer. Both will claw at you. I guess at your shins. Bring it. <laughs> uh, one for a 19 to hit and the other only for an 8. Uh, so that one will get you for uh, 4 slashing damage. But I only take half damage because I am raging. Because you're raging, right. Nice. And then, so from the other side of the room, from the other spot where you heard the noise, four more hands come out. Of course they do. Should we just like yell for some backup here or what? We could take six hands. I know, but what if there's just more and more and more? Then will we, if more come out, you you have my blessing to yell. Otherwise, we could take this. Right. Don't be a chicken. Three comes shooting out from under the the far the table on the far right side of this room. Um, they can't quite get to you, Bryn, though. They only move twenty feet. And the fourth one runs over to this uh, pedestal with the with the blanket on it, and it uses its action to remove the cover. As it pulls, it jumps, grabs it, and pulls it off of uh, what is revealed to be a birdcage housing uh, this crow. And then, uh, so back to Gozer. What does the crow look like? Just a regular crow? It looks like a regular crow from where you are, yeah. You're kind of in the midst of battle, but... It's in a cage? Hmm. You can, you can do a perception check on it, if you like. I, well, I'm going to say to Bran, I say, I'm going to... Um, I'll take these hands, you get the crow. And I'm going to attack another hand. You want me to go steal it? I want you to kill it. Always assume I want you to kill it. Okay. <laughs> uh, 15, 13 hit it? Yes, it does. Um, that is 4 plus 3 plus 2 is 9. nine yeah, another, another, another hand's cut in half. <laughs> Those little fingers twitch and then fall lifeless. <laughs> okay, Bryn. Guess I'm gonna run over and go kill the crow. 
Yeah, you can you can get you can run right up to the cage if you want to stab it again with your sword. You can get there no problem. That would put you right next to the hand and the cage. Or you have a range I have weapon, a longbow. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't move, the uh, other three hands they're like they're five feet from you. They're really close to you. Like they will they will be able to get to you next turn. Are you sure you want me to kill this crow, Gozer? Oh, you can investigate it first if you want, but I mean, it, the hand revealed it for a reason. Yeah, true. All right, I'll uh, I'll shoot at it with my longbow. I'm not gonna move. Okay, pull out your longbow. Mm-hmm. Nineteen, and then six. Okay, yeah, you put an arrow right into this crow's chest. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that definitely kills it. It's just a crow. <laughs> <laughs> As far as hit points go, it's just a crow. It's just a crow. As far as we know, Gozer, we never will know. We can we can look at it later. We have hands to kill. <laughs> so so you can still, Bren, you can still move if you wanted to try to get away from these three hands that are coming for you. Like, you've seen how fast they move. You know you can move way faster than them. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of just want to keep them attacking Gozer, not me. But you can always run back to the entrance, too. And- so Gozer, Brent, Gozer is to your left, where the hands are coming at you to your right. And between both Gozer and the three hands is the fire pit. So they only have the, you to go through to get to Gozer. Yeah, I'm going to go behind Gozer. Okay. All right, I'm just going to put you in over here by the table. Okay, uh, and then the hands. So the one that pulled the curtain uh, is actually going to skitter away uh, towards the wall on the right and it disappears actually now Bryn from your vantage point you can see underneath this table across the room here there's like a, a small like hole kind of that's been dug into and it crawls right into this and then the other three try to get to Gozer and surround Gozer. Four attacks on Gozer. Four or three? I thought there's only three attacking Gozer. Gozer has killed three. There was four on her originally. Now three more have joined around her. It looks like only one of them is going to hit with a, an adjusted 20, though. Everything else is 11 or lower. So, Gozer, you're going to take another five points of slashing damage. Five, which is half, which takes it down to two. Nice. Such a beast. Yeah. So, Crow is dead. Back to Bryn. Or, sorry, Gozer's first. Back to Gozer, my bad. I want, I want to, uh, and this doesn't, like... I should keep swinging with my great axe, but I want to stomp on one. Sure. Just stomp. I was the heck picturing out of it. that. That's going to be basically an unarmed attack. So go ahead and roll me uh, like a strength attack, like normal. Okay, so that would be I rolled a thirteen, so I add my strength modifier that takes it to a sixteen. Yeah, that hits. And then what do I roll for damage? A D four. So yeah, you're going to be uh, a D four plus your strength. So that's a two plus three is five. Yeah, as you bring your boot down, you hear the crunching of bones as again it kind of splays out underneath your foot, and then again, I rub my heel in it and grab (laughs) it to the ground. (laughs) Bryn. How many hands are left, too? There are three hands left. Can I line up an arrow to kill all three in a row? (laughs) No, you cannot. Alright, I'll just try to take out one of these hands. Sure. I don't really care which one. Closest to me, I guess. Can the guys outside hear anything that's going on? No. That's wrong. Not unless you guys decide to yell for us. So I rolled These hands an el- aren't making any noise. I rolled an 11. 11, does that hit? An 11 does not hit, unfortunately. 
I don't I don't add any I don't add anything to the eleven I roll, right? When I'm just doing to see if it hits. Yeah, you add you rolled an eleven? Yeah. Then you add your uh what are you using, your rapier or your arrow? Yep. Longbow. Both of them are decks, right? So then yeah. it goes okay, so it goes to fourteen. And then if you're proficient with it, add that too. So yes, you remember on your weapon attacks, Bryn, you're adding a plus five. So yes, eleven plus five is sixteen, which is a hit on this. I just hand. can't keep track of when the five gets added. I keep adding it to the, the D8, five gets but it's added d- on every attack roll. Now you add your decks, your decks on damage rolls. Those are those are the two difference, right? So a sixteen hits hits this Sorry, little I'm hand. Confused. No, don't don't sweat it, don't sweat it. <laughs> so yes, you hit, uh, yeah. and since since the hand is adjacent to one of your allies, you get your sneak attack damage as well. So then I get two D6s. Yeah, plus your D8, plus three. So instead of just killing the hand, you're going to really kill that plus hand. Plus my D8. So my D... Oh, that was not a D8 if I rolled a nine. <laughs> wait a second. I'm like, wait a second here. D8 is eight, and this was a two. Fourteen. Boom, kill. But I'm yeah, only killing skewered. one hand. That's kind of yeah, annoying. Yeah, you've skewered one little hand. All right, so the hands take uh, just two left. They take two attacks at Gozer. Oh, one uh, for a critical hit and the other for a 19. I'm not worried about these stinky, puny hands. The crit is going to be seven slashing damage, and the other hit will only be two. So that is five points total. I'm taking hands. Right. And then Gozer back to you. Alright, Gozy. Great axe right in the palm. That is a 20 to hit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. And that is uh, 10 points of damage. Another one down. Another one bites the dust. Bryn, one left. Can you do it? Yep. Let's see if I can figure out what I do to my dice. Oh, come on. I rolled a two, Ooh, so that makes it a five. five. Makes it a seven. Uh, that misses. That one misses. And then the hands get Sorry, one last Gozy. strike. One last strike at Gozer for uh, 14. Uh, yeah, 14 hits because that's my armor class. Four points of slashing damage. Okay. All right, Gozer, finish her off. Oh, no. Uh, I rolled a one. Ooh, oh, no. no. You swing and hit me. <laughs> <laughs> you are actually a little too far away to hit Bryn, so you will have you'll be damaging yourself. Of course. So roll your damage. Hey, but you're immune. You're resistant to your own damage. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's good. good. So that's uh, that's eight, nine, ten. Oh, ten points of damage. That's only five points of damage. Which takes me down to ten hit points. Yikes! All right, Bryn. You're not immune to you're not immune to your own damage. That was a joke. <laughs> I thought you were serious. Oh, oh, sweet. Okay, so 21 to hit. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And you still get your sneak attack. In the total I get is 12. Boom, done. Another skewered hand with your arrow. All right, you guys are, for the time being, out of combat. Okay. Um, Gozer, do you think uh, we should explore this and see if there's anything else in here before we get the others? I think I don't see anything else in here. Go tell those mooks to come in. All right, so uh, I'll go back to the entrance and kind of holler and so, gesture that it's clear. Okay, you're just going to adjust you? You're going to 
Or, or do you want to come with me, Gozer? No, you, I'm gonna. I want to see what's on these tables. I'm gonna stay there. Yeah, I'll go to the entrance and yell and wave my hands like in a way that lets the guys know it's good to come in. It's all okay. Yeah, so you go out there. Be. So what what do we see? We look up at the. It's been but about a minute. Right? Well, it's been more like ten for them getting in. Okay, ten thing. minutes or so. Yeah, you you see Bryn. She's hollering for you. Kind of from the entrance of the cave, for you guys to come over. We've we've still got to make it past these gargoyles, right? Well, I'm kind of being loud right now. They would move if they're gonna move. Well, Chucky's still not awake, is he? No, he is not. Uh, I'm gonna take out my manacles uh, to his right hand, right mm-hmm. wrist, to his left leg, sort of curl okay. him up, and then I'll push him over. Is there any kind of bush or something I can sort of push him behind? Uh, yeah, you can find some some, some shrubs yeah. to kind of cover him up I, with. I push him so he <laughs> so he looks at least semi comfortable. I'll, I'll sort of lean him against his uh, his big hump on his back up against over on the side, so he looks somewhat comfortable, so he doesn't roll away or anything. And then uh, so I said, "Well, sorry, Chucky, but well, we'll be back in a little bit. Let's go. Let's go see what kind of trouble they're getting into." All right. Uh, so yeah, you guys walked 150 or how close do you want to get to these gargoyles? Do you want to try to sneak past them as well? I, I, I want to sneak. Definitely. All right. So both of you can roll me a stealth check. 16. 19. You guys get up to 30 feet with, from them and no reaction as you continue to the entrance of the cave. Okay. So, uh, we're going to cut back to Gozer inside. Uh, this is going to be happening at the same time as Bryn kind of hollering in. You two moving towards the entrance. So, Gozer, what are you doing in, in the cave? Is there anything I could throw on the fire to make it brighter in here? Uh, yeah, there's uh, stacks of... Plenty of body um, parts. Some chopped <laughs> firewood. I think I want to use the wood, not the stinky body parts. Throw sardo on the fire. So, you want to feed the fire? Yeah. Okay, cool. So, you get the fire fire going quickly. So, your passive perception is 10, right? Yeah. So from behind you, out from this hole, you see the hand come shooting out again. And from behind it also comes this insectoid kind of looking thing. It's got like two, for hands, it's basically has two big pincers. It's, it, as it crawls out of this hole and stands up, uh, it's only, it's small, it's pretty small. But it's bipedal and it's kind of got this mouthful of mandibles as it looks at you. It doesn't say anything. I'm just going to watch it for a second and see what it does. It uh, kind of raises its claw. I'm going to go, Bryn! Yeah, and actually kind of, you kind of, you don't hear anything, but inside of your head, like kind of starts like this chittering inside of, inside of your head. What? So I don't actually hear it, it's just... telepathically yes yeah it's it doesn't make any noise what does that mean well she basically goes there is hearing it speak but it's not speaking common or anything Uh, say uh what are you it's uh it doesn't respond but you yell for Bryn. yeah i'm on my way to answer her call there yeah and i'm just gonna watch it i'm not gonna attack it or anything i just want to watch for a second it's uh takes a step towards you I'm going to raise my axe up and and look like I'm ready to attack, but not attack. 
Okay, it gets it steps up. It keeps moving towards you another five feet, so it's within ten feet of you now. Does it look like it's going to attack me? Well, as it moves within ten feet, you kind of feel this this aura kind of washes over you, and you can make me a uh, a wisdom saving throw, please. Um, that's an eleven plus zero, eleven. Okay, so you you made the save, and very clearly it was trying to menace you. It was kind of make you afraid as it is now within 10 feet of you. Okay, I'm going to step up and swing my axe at it. All right, roll initiative then. That is a 19. The rest of you can also roll, as Gozer did call for Bryn. So take your initiative. You guys will be acting in this initiative as well. 18 for me. 17 for me. Bryn? Six. Six. Yeah. Okay, so Gozer, you're first. So I'm going to swing my axe at the centipede thingy. And that is uh, 11. That is a miss. It's a miss? Crap. Crap. <laughs> oh, and I'm, I'm raging again. I am you're raging. raging again. Yeah, okay. I yelled to blame. Okay, so yeah, your battle cry again, which can, again, very distinctly be heard from the uh, cave entrance. Okay, so Shaft. You guys have uh, just successfully stealthed up to the entrance now. Okay. Do we hear the, uh, the yelling? Yeah, you've heard Gozer uh, war cry again, which you heard like an hour and a half ago as you were fighting the gargoyle. Okay, I, I think uh, I'm going to pull out my rapiers and head in, uh, double my movement, try to get as close as possible. And your movement is? Uh, 25, so it'd be a 50. All right, you can, you can get right into uh, the room about 10 feet away from this pile of bodies, which, again, you are just taking in for the first time. Yeah. The, you see this fire, you know, burning, lighting the room pretty well since you don't have dark vision, right? Right. And I'll go, dear God, Gozer, what did you do? And this, this, fire, is, <laughs> this fire is emitting a, a radius of, of bright light within 20 feet, so yeah. And you see Gozer engaged with this is insect-looking thing, and and a severed hand. Okay, Falzerin, you're next. I'm gonna follow Shaft. Um, okay, and you're you're a little faster, right? My speed's thirty feet. Okay, so uh, it's fifty to get right up next to uh, Shaft. And so as, when you enter the room it, again, these they're on the other side of to your to your right on the other cor- the far corner from where you're standing, and you see the same thing, right? So you want to stand stop next to Shaft. Yes. Yeah, I definitely don't want to go farther than Shaft. All right. I'll maybe stop, you know, like a foot behind him. Okay, so that's your action there. And then this insect. So you all now, you hear this kind of almost this screaming in your head, this like clicking and rasping of it. Again, it's not, it's, its mouth isn't moving for those that can see it, but you all hear it within your head as if it's kind of shouting. And it's going to try to just attack Gozer here. Uh, 21 to hit. Oh, yeah, it hits. So it's going to get you for 7 slashing damage. And can you make me a constitution saving throw, please? 14 plus 1 is 15. You're good. Uh, Bryn. So, Bryn, you're still at the uh, entrance of the cave as Shaft and Falzerin have sprinted ahead of you. Now you can act. Oh, I thought I already ran that way because... It's initiative order, so no, not yet. Right. 
Yeah, I'm gonna go in after them. All right. Are you gonna be using your bow? Yeah, so I can only go 35 feet. So you can use your action to dash, which allows you to move your movement speed again. So you can you can move up to 70 feet if you're just sprinting, basically. Yeah, I think I will... Uh... I mean, 70 feet can get you right up next to the fire pit, like really close in if you wanted to, but... Close enough to stab it? Uh, no, not quite. Yeah, so I'll get I'll get pretty far in there, and then I'll pull my bow out. All right. Uh, okay, now the little hand. So it's gonna, it's just gonna engage with Gozer as well. It's gonna run away. It's scared because it saw how I smashed all its little buddies. Not quite that smart. Uh, it gets a twenty-one to hit you, and it's gonna deal five slashing damage. Can I interrupt for a second here? Sure. Um, this thing is speaking to us telepathically, and we can't understand it. Um, I know common, elvish, primordial, abyssal, and orc. Yeah. Is it possible that it's any of those languages? It is not. Uh, Gozer, you're up. Okay, so I am now frenzied. Um, so I get two attacks. Frenzied. Yeah, and the first one way missed. And the second one is a 19. Yeah, that hits. You're hitting the scorpion thing or the hand? Yeah, the, the scorpion thing. Sweet. That's um, 13 points of damage. Ooh, okay. Shaft. So I'm going to Hunter's Mark this uh, creature, and then I'm going to take my attack with one of my rapiers and try to uh, take it You right are into... nowhere near this thing. Oh, I it's... thought it was right up on it. No, it's, a, it's again, it's on the other side of, okay. the, of the room the here. Wall. So I will do the Hunter's Mark still, and I'll go ahead and shoot my uh, crossbow then from a distance. Okay, so do you want to move up your max first here? Yes, yes I do, thanks. Yeah, now you're within 20 feet of it, so... Okay, so that would be a 9 to hit. That is a miss. Falls are in. Alright, I'm going to use Ray of Frost. Okay. Targeting the little insectoid thing. I rolled a 9, and remind me here, I add... You're going to be adding your Intelligence modifier plus your Proficiency, which is going to be a plus 4. Intelligence, it's just this modifier. Right, right, right. okay. So, um... 9 plus 4, 13. That is a miss. Oof. Okay, back to the little insectoid. Is this insectoid engaged with Gozer? It is, yes. So when you hit it, you will get sneak attack damage. That's what I was hoping. Gozer, are you still alive over there? Uh, yeah. I don't know, you've been taking taking damage. I'm I'm a little alive. Call you for (laughs) a 15 to hit? 15 hits. Five slashing damage and another constitution saving throw. 19. Yeah, you're good. You're good. I am at three hit points. Bryn, you're up. You have three hit points left? I have three hit points left. All right, I'm going to do a sneaky attack with my longbow. I really hope. Let's see. 17. Yep, that hits. All right, and then I get to do 2d6 plus my d8. Plus three. So this gives me 12 plus three. 15. Oof, good job. Still standing. What? Stupid bug. Uh, and the little hand. The little hand's going to s- try to finish off Gozer here. <laughs> oh, but it only gets an eight to hit, so definitely not. Gozer, back to you. Okay, so I am going... I'm going to try knocking down my last breath. I'm going to... 
take my great axe and try and bring it down in between his eyes. Do it. Um, I got a 23 to hit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez. And the second hit missed, so let's roll damage for one. Um, that is 6 plus 5 is 11 points of damage. You hit true right between its little beady yes. eyes and kind of split its head in half as it crumples to the floor. <laughs> okay, so Shaft, you're up. There's still a little severed hand trying to swipe a gozer here. Uh, it's 25 feet from you. All right, so I throw my crossbow on my back again, pick up my two rapiers, run across, and try to sort of skewer the hand uh, with one and then take my other uh, rapier and slice it off is the plan here. <laughs> okay. So uh, so let's go with... Uh, got a crit on my first attack, so you want to... Can we go ahead and finish that one off there then first? Yeah, just do it. Just okay, kill it. so that is going to be be nine points plus that's 11, 12 points of damage. Yeah, you skewer it. So yeah, well, I'll just uh, take it and, and sort of slice it off the other so it splits it into two and sort of fling it on both sides of the wall like a like a sous chef. <laughs> <laughs> okay, falls are in. Uh, so there's no enemies left, right? No, there's uh, uh, this room is now empty of living enemies. Okay. Pile of bodies in front and of you. What's what's the closest table to me? How far is the closest table with any items on it? Okay, so to your right, uh, there's uh, an armor rack, like ten feet from you. On the far wall, right next to Bryn, there's a table kind of covered in uh, papers, and then across the room, right in front of you, about thirty feet away, is a splintered half of a table with kind of <laughs> items littering the ground. What could have happened to that? Uh, what What's the armor look like on the wall there? You can roll me a perception check. Sure. I got a 15. Okay, so it's like kind of bits, of, it's pieces of like disassembled, like plate armor, like very incredibly similar to what you pulled off the Arcanist. A couple gauntlets, there's a breastplate, another helm. Gauntlets, you say. Hmm. Right. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna walk in that direction. Okay, and... so you you can easily get right in front of it. Okay. I'm gonna grab um one of the gauntlets. Uh, <laughs> do I replace my gauntlets or just grab a left? Because I wrecked my left one, right? Yeah, it's uh it's, you kind of infinity gauntlet it after the snap there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna cast identify on um, a set of gauntlets, which, whichever I don't know. Um, how about okay? So you you pick it up, and before you burn that spell slot, handling it, you don't sense any type of magic on it. Hmm. Okay. So why don't instead you roll me an Arcana check? Okay. For the whole rack. So, While he's doing that, can I 22. plug up the hole? No, we're still in initiative. Uh, 22. Okay, so yeah, even examining all this whole items, like you don't get any sense of magic emanating from any of these items. They all just appear to be just standard armor okay. with uh, no magical properties. Do I have much movement speed left here? I, if so, I'd like to head over towards the table with all those papers on sure. it. Sure. You got another 15 feet. Okay. So that puts you right between this uh, fire pit with the cauldron over it and the pile of bodies. Okay. 
Okay, and uh, next an initiative. So out again, out of this hole comes another one of these little insects. Clearly haven't been called from that, uh, that telepathic yell that you all could hear. It pops out. Hey, it's about the size of you, uh, their shaft, as it kind of runs up to you and uh, goes for a claw on shaft. So bigger than the last one? No, same size. Okay. They're, they're bigger than the hand. The hands were tiny as far as D&D sizing goes, right? But this is size classification. Okay. Or small size classification, sorry. So a 21 to hit uh, shaft. Oh, yeah. And gets you for six slashing damage. And can you make me a constitution saving throw, please? And that is uh, 17. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Okay, Bryn, you're up. I'm going to shoot this guy. My bow. Natural 20. So on a critical hit, you get uh, you roll twice your dice damage and then apply your modifier once. Which, as he's engaged with Yes, Shaft, yes. So... For you, that, in- that includes your sneak <laughs> attack. Okay, so I have two D6s, a D8, plus three, times two. You have, so you don't double the modifier, but you, are, you should roll four D6 and two D8 plus three is your damage right now. Obliterate that thing, come on. Six, 11, 16, 20. Twenty-six plus three, twenty-nine. <laughs> <laughs> Bleep. Wow, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you sink that arrow right in its little carapace back underneath its folds of chitinous layers, and you put you down it. You put it down in one shot. Boom. You're welcome, Shaft. <laughs> I sort of look at it. My mouth opens up a little bit, and I go, Hey, you got a little better. Shut up. And that's our show. Our intro and outro music was created by Josh Jarvis. For your own musical inquiries, contact jamesmercymusic at gmail.com. All other music and ambient noise is courtesy of tabletopaudio.com. The Encouragement Party is sponsored by Critical Hit Design. Visit criticalhitdesign.com for all of your graphic design needs. You can find more info on the characters and world at incursibleparty.com. Enjoying the show? Have any questions or rules corrections? Email us, contact at incursibleparty.com, or reach out on social media. The Incursible Party on Facebook and Instagram, at IncursiblePar on Twitter, using the hashtag AfterPartyIP for a shout-out during our behind-the-screen after-party episodes that drop every fourth release. Happy adventuring!